You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Osterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Pete Mark with Brokers Guild Real Estate. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today we have Pete Mark on the show and we have a great show lined up for you. A very important topic today. We're going to discuss probate um, and its effects on real estate. Probably something you haven't thought much about, but a topic you definitely want to educate yourself in. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And a quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and Brokers Guild Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Pete, thanks for coming on the show today, buddy. We've been talking about this for like a year and a half, right, I think. Right, Thanks for having me. Maybe Appreciate longer it. with COVID, right? right like exactly. two and a half years. Yeah, a long time. But we finally we put finally it together. It. Yep. Uh, so, folks, Pete, Mark, and I have known each other for a few years now. Pete's a great real estate agent over at Brokers Guild, and Pete has decided to, he has found a niche, which I love when I work with real estate agents that have found a niche because they they soon become, if they aren't already, experts in a specific area of real estate. And Pete has taken on probate. Um, Pete, does that have something to do with your past history, your past careers, or anything before real estate? Not, not at all. Um, I kind of fell into uh, probate real estate by accident. I went to a seminar uh, about probate, and I thought we were going to be discussing people that get divorced and how to sell those properties. And it ended up talking about people who have passed away and when the family needs to sell property and that sort of thing. Uh, at that time, I didn't uh, feel comfortable with the with the seminar presenters, and I didn't take any classes. It didn't go any further than that. But a year later, I did some research. I found a national class. I took that. Um, I got a broad overview of probate and how it works. Um, and then I've taken, I think, about three local classes because probate nationwide, everybody goes through, goes through the end of life cycle. And some people have property, some people don't, but we're all going to get there eventually. And so it's a national program that I did take. And then specifically each state and then within each state, counties have different rules and regulations and laws. Um, So I took three additional classes, Colorado specific. Well, and I love that, Pete. So so what Pete has done is basically found a niche. He found an area of real estate that really interests him. And then he went and taught himself about it. He's learned as much as he can. And over the last couple of years, he's taken classes, read books, done everything he can to basically learn as much as he can about this area of real estate. And I'll be very honest, we haven't had anybody on the show before. We've been doing the show for almost six years now. And we have not had anybody on the show talking about probate, which is I'm looking back thinking, 
that's crazy. I mean, you're talking about dealing with you know assets and real estate and stuff like that after somebody passes away. Absolutely. And it's something we really haven't even discussed that yeah. much. And it's not something, quite frankly, in my business in mortgages that we see a whole lot of. I mean, it comes up every once in a while, but like you know, to your point, it's more like divorces. And what do you do while both people are still alive and splitting the assets and the property right. and the equity and stuff like that? Uh, but certainly, this is this has got to be a topic yeah. that's that so, so needs probate, to be discussed. You don't you don't need it until you need it, right? So yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't think about it until you know, mom or dad Somebody or passes spouse away. passes away, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh my God, what do I do?" And um, yeah, all the most people know. Okay, I've got a will or I don't have a will. Uh, what do I do now? I know I have an, I have to get an attorney. What kind of attorney do I need? Can I have? I had an incident where I called a personal representative, and um, they said that their tax attorney was handling everything. Well, that's fine, but all kinds of red flags go up because there are certain deadlines. There's forms that need to be filled out, and if it's not filled out correctly, you know. A tax attorney or a criminal defense attorney might be doing the paperwork, but they might not know, you know, they might check a wrong box off. Sure. And, and with the court system, if you check a wrong box off, then it, has to, it gets kicked back and, you know, there's delays. It could cost the estate some money. So I'm going to back up here for just a minute here, Pete. So tell me, uh, before we get into the probate and the real estate and that kind of stuff, how long have you been in Colorado? Are you from Colorado? I've, I've been in Colorado since 2007, I believe. Okay. 2006, 2007. A year right. after my wife passed away, I moved yeah. out here for family. Okay. All right. Uh, and where'd you move from? I moved from Massachusetts. Okay. You're not a Patriots fan or anything, are you? We can talk Patriots, but I went from Patriots to Tampa Bay, and then I had—I didn't have—I did not have a football team for a month, and now I'm back. And now you're on football have, team I have again. A football team again, yes. Your, your football fandom <laughs> stems back. directly from Tom Brady and what he's doing. I didn't mention any names. <laughs> I am a Bills fan, as you know, Pete. So uh, yeah, it'll sorry. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But this is an ESPN show, so we're sure. allowed to mention sports on here. Um, but I am uh, I am excited about our prospects this year with Buffalo and. I am a little bit nervous still of the Patriots, if we're being honest, and and Tampa Bay for that matter. Well, we can talk about so, the, we can talk about the Avs. I, we can talk about the Avs. I yeah. can't talk too deeply about the Avs, and we'll hold this until after we get to, until we get towards the end of the show. Sure. I do want to dive into the Avs because I am excited about that, but I'm not a huge hockey fan. Um, but let's do dive into probate. So, because I know so little about probate, Pete, and I was preparing for the show, I googled what is probate. Right? Sure. Makes sense. Everybody. So, does. for those yeah. out there that don't know what probate is, I'm going to read you the Google definition, and that is probate is the term for legal process in which a will is reviewed to determine whether it is valid and authentic. Probate also refers to the general administering of a deceased person's will or the estate of a deceased person without a will. After an asset holder dies, the court appoints either an an executor named in the will or an administrator if there is no will to administer the process of probate. This involves collecting the assets of a deceased person to pay any liabilities remaining on the person's estate and to distribute the assets of the estate to beneficiaries. Does that pretty much sum up how you would describe probate? Pretty much. It's just a fancy term for going through the court system. And before we get into this a little bit too much too much longer, I just want to put a disclaimer. I'm not an attorney. Um, I have uh, about 12 attorneys that I have on speed dial uh, in my vendor li- partner list, but I have three or four that are awesome attorneys that are my go-to attorneys. 
uh, that I use. So I handle the real estate end of it. I work hand in hand with the attorneys, but I am not an attorney. So I am allowed to share my my knowledge, what I've learned, but I'm not stating case law or anything like that. Well, I appreciate that disclaimer, Pete. And uh, by speed dial, do you mean that you have them as contacts in your cell phone? Because well, speed dial, you, I will. No, yeah, I, I will. I will give you. I'll give you an example. I got a phone call earlier today, uh, about five minutes past nine, before we headed over here for the show. Uh, I had a contractor give me a call, and he had somebody with him. He, I think he was standing in line at Starbucks, and uh, her husband had passed away recently, and she was asking him all kinds of questions. He gave me a call. He asked me a question regarding what was going on with her that I didn't, I didn't have the answer for. I said, hey, have her call me back this afternoon. I'll have an answer for, for yeah. her at that time. I hung up the phone with him. I called my, one of my go-to attorneys. On speed dial. On speed dial. Push the button. <laughs> and she took my call at 9.05 this morning. I called him back, and I had an answer for that person in seven or eight minutes. Don't you love it when you need something and you can call a person and they actually answer your phone? I love that. Their phone? Yeah. Especially in real estate. <laughs> All right. So, so, Pete, you're helping families and personal representatives that are going through the probate process, even if there is no real estate to be sold. So that's interesting. Correct. Obviously, there's a real estate-based show, but, um, but probate does not specifically mean property or real estate that somebody owned or owns. It could be, it could be any asset. And uh, so what happens is in the state of Colorado, property needs to be transferred from a decedent to uh, an, an, another entity, whether it be a business or another person. And a decedent, uh, somebody who's passed away, cannot sign a document. So it has to go through the probate process. If it qualifies, there's certain triggers that um, an estate uh, will trigger for probate. For instance, one of them is if, if somebody passes away and they have $74,000 or more uh, in assets, it has to go through probate, regardless whether there's a will or not. A lot of people think that if, they, if somebody passes away and they have a will, oh, we're all set. We don't need an attorney. We don't need a real estate agent, you know, et cetera. But that's not the case. There's certain other criteria that trigger the probate process. So, uh, and a decedent cannot sign the paperwork. So what a personal representative deed does is it transfers it gives somebody the uh it transfers the ownership of that property to somebody else and the the person the personal representative needs what's called letters of testamentary appoint uh, from the court to give the personal representative that authority. Gotcha. And that personal representative is the only person that can take any le- sell assets, sign a listing contract, et cetera, et cetera, um, until okay. the probate's closed. That makes sense. So you're sort of a one-stop shop for probate when it comes to right. families and folks that need need information around that. And it says, I've gotten my notes here. You've got a thirty-page referral database. Do. Don't list all. 30 pages worth of people, but give me some examples of who's on that referral database and why. Uh, CPAs, tax accountants, stuff like that. Exactly. uh, And there's just like lawyers and real estate agents and other professionals, there are CPAs that specialize in probate because when you you go through probate, there has to be an accounting to the court of – what the just like a business, what came in, what went out, what was paid, um, that sort of thing. And there are certain CPAs that specialize in that. So I have the typical vendor partner list that all real estate agents should have, you know, the appraisers, the inspectors, that sort of stuff. But above and beyond that, I've got a lot of people that are older that pass away. They have antiques. They have um, 
paintings that are worth a lot of a lot of money potentially. So I have antique appraisers that I can call again on speed dial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know they'll come out. They'll they'll do their appraisal and things. One a uh, couple of people that I do have uh, that I have not spoken to anybody is I have grief counselors for if if a spouse passes away or uh, a child loses a, a parent or a grandparent and they need somebody to talk to, I have grief counselors that I can refer them to and uh, take it from there. Um, so I, I've got That's great. just about everything. Everything anybody, you can think of that you might possibly and, need. So in probate, my job, I look at my job as to solve somebody's problems. If I can't solve somebody's problems, I either have somebody that can or I will find somebody for you. Makes sense. I like it. So what are the initial steps? Let's say, you know, my my parent dies uh, yesterday and I have, you know, not only am I sort of dealing with the grief and, sure. and that kind of stuff of the loss, what, what, are, my, what are the initial steps that I need to be taking uh, for this probate process? So the first thing you have to do is, is figure out, was there a will, was there not a will? Uh, who is going to step up to be personal representative? Anybody, whether family member or not, can apply to the courts in Colorado to be the personal representative. Most times, uh, the person that's named in the will as the executor or executrix uh, in Colorado, we change that to personal representative. So whoever is named in the will is usually the person that will be appointed and be approved by the court. Once that happens, you need to, if it's going through probate, you need to open probate. Most People contact an attorney, a probate or an estate planning attorney. They take that initial steps of filing. You can do it by yourself, but you're taking a risk um, of missing something and causing the estate uh, a lot of money. And as a personal representative, you're, it's actually a fiduciary responsibility. So if some, if another heir believes that um, the personal representative isn't doing something that they should or sold a, an asset below what they should have, they can be held liable and be sued. Interesting. It does, it, Makes does sense. Not, it does not happen all that often unless there's a yeah. you know, conflict within the family. But typically, so you have to um, open probate, fill out the paperwork. Um, if there's a property involved or actually any asset, the personal representative is responsible for maintaining that asset. So, if there, so we're talking real estate. So let's assume there's a house involved. The personal representative has to make the payments on the house, pay the taxes, pay the bills, the water bill, uh, electric bill, yard work, you know, clean up the house if they're going to sell it, clean up the house if they're not going to sell it. They, they're responsible for securing all the assets. So, so let me ask you this. So in, in our scenario here, and I have a parent that passed away yesterday, uh, what about like from a homeowner's insurance standpoint? What are, what sure. are the concerns and, and should you be concerned? And I suspect that initially it's not that big of a concern, but as time goes on, are we concerned about squatters coming yes. into the house? And so, like where should the insurance policy be at this point? So most people, if they have a mortgage on their property, Property they have, uh, they have regular homeowners insurance. Somebody passes away, obviously the house is going to be vacant. So there's two types of um, insurance that, that the people need to have. There's called vacant home owners insurance or unoccupied homeowners insurance. If something happens and they don't change from the regular to one of those two types, depending upon what's inside the house, and something happens, there's a flood, the pipe breaks, somebody breaks in, there's theft. You, you may not be covered. So the personal representative needs to, to take action to change that homeowner's policy. So vacant homeowner's pol policy insurance is 
if there are if there's furniture and other assets, paintings, whatever there is in the house, you need to get vacant homeowners insurance. I didn't even think about that. Like valuable, many, somebody many, could easily break exactly. in and steal a, you know, five thousand right. dollar painting you have on the and, wall, right? And, the, and the, that's where the real estate end of this probate comes in because a lot of the attorneys, I call a personal representative, and usually they'll tell me, "Oh, my attorney has it covered," or "My attorney's taking yeah. care of everything," but the attorney doesn't know to tell them all the time that. Um, to, to change the insurance. Mm-hmm. So you have vacant insurance and then you have what's called unoccupied insurance, which is the same as the uh, vacant, but it's if there's nothing in the house, if the house has already been cleaned out. You know, it's just a vacant property. Great so, information. So, I, had, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. The, so other, the other aspect is to post a no trespassing sign on the property just for the problem of squatters. It yeah. probably is not going to happen. I had it happen once, yep. and I ended up babysitting at a house because they, the squatters broke the lockbox. I've never seen that happen. They broke yeah. the lockbox, got the keys, and were in the house. And I ended up sitting at the house with a locksmith yeah. until 1 o'clock Saturday, uh, Saturday, Friday night into Saturday morning Jeez. for my client, <laughs> So, which is part of my service. That's what I do. I take yep. care of the clients, and I don't think you're going to find somebody else that will sit until 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, right. I had an elderly personal representative. I'm not going to make her come out. I'm Makes sense. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Pete Mark with Brokers Guild Real Estate to discuss buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at, Pete, what's the best phone number for you? 720-203-8812. All right. So now we have our triple play of Denver's hottest listings. I've got some great listings here, uh, folks that are looking in the 400 80,000 range in Arvada. I've got Donna Jarrock with Coldwell Banker, and she's got an excellent property at 6042 West 61st Place, uh, about 961 square feet, three bed, one bath home. Great location for this Arvada brick ranch home. This is very loved home, has many great features, off-street parking, large carport, and many, many other great features and amenities. Give Donna Jarrock a call at 303-718 6285. I've got another one here, Derek Kleiner with uh, Realty One Group Premier. Derek is an excellent agent down south, does a lot in Castle Pines. This property happens to be in Castle Pines at 6976 Rimridge Way. It's on the market at $1.45 million. It's uh, just over 4,400 square feet. Four bed, four bath home. Absolutely beautiful. I'm looking at some of the pictures here. Um, amazing home. Give Derek Kleiner a call if you're looking for a home over a million dollars in Castle Pines. Derek can be reached at 303-332-3800. Uh, Pete, you've got a listing coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Do you not? I do. Tell uh, us about it's, it. It's going to be a probate uh, listing. It's over in Littleton, River Park. I'm sorry, River Walk uh, Condominiums. And uh, we're in the process of getting that um, that set up, cleaned out. Uh, wife passed away. So, uh, husband's a personal representative, so I'm working with him. Two bedroom, uh, two bath. It's uh, going to be around four hundred thousand. Around four hundred, yeah. and that's a great area over it's there. Very nice over it's a there. Great very quiet. Area. Very nice. 
Awesome. And I've got actually one more. So our triple <laughs> triple play today actually is a home run. We've got four. I've got Chris Curry with Brokers Guild Real Estate. Chris has a great listing at 3335 West Harvard Avenue in Denver. Um, and this one is listed at 450000 just over 1,100 square feet, three-bed, two-bath home, um, huge and lush yard with covered patio. All of the big things are upgraded in this home, new vinyl siding and exterior insulation. Newer roof, newer windows, um, just an incredible home that's been updated a little bit by Chris and his team. If you'd like more information on this property in uh, Denver on West Harvard Avenue, give Chris a call at 720-759-5959. All right, Pete, we've got a few more minutes here, almost 10 more minutes. Let's continue to chat about probate. I am learning a ton on the show today. Thank you, Pete Mark. I appreciate it. Um, if somebody passes with a will, do they need to go to probate? What's kind of the criteria for probate? Like, does it have to go through this probate process? Sure. Isn't that why we create a will is so that we can avoid all the junk on the back end and not have to deal with this? Well, that's one of the myths. Um, okay. So let's put that disclaimer. I'm not an attorney, uh, but I do work with a lot of attorneys. So to answer the question, a lot of people think that if they have a will, they don't have to go through probate. Uh, it has, there are certain triggers, like I said earlier, 74,000, it used to be 70,000. If somebody has $74,000 or more in assets, it needs to go through probate. Uh, whether there's a will or whether not, whether there's a will or not, does not matter. All a will is a will is a ticket to go to the, uh, probate court. And what people really need, and I encourage this with all people, whether they're clients or not, is to T- set up a, a trust and put all your assets in a trust. Think of it as a bucket. You put your cars, your homes, et cetera, all your assets into this bucket. It keeps it when somebody passes that has a trust, it keeps it out of the court system. It's private. Um, they, nobody knows your neighbors, your family. Nobody will know what assets you have, how, how quote unquote rich you are, or your family is. And like I said, it's all private. But if it's a will, it's going to go through probate. Um, if you meet certain criteria and you have to give public notice in the newspapers, everybody knows about it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So. All right. Excellent. Who decides how to divide or distribute someone who's passed away their assets? Who decides that? Is that the executor of the estate, if you will, or is it a judge? Uh, who decides ultimately how those assets are going to be dispersed? So if, the, if there is a will, usually they go by the will. And there's very little leeway as far as who gets what and when. And what I look, what I look at it is, uh, it's a big chocolate chip cookie. There's a hierarchy of who gets paid once you go through probate. And you know, first the administrators get paid, and those are the lawyers, the CPAs, uh, real estate agents, etc. The second tier of who gets paid out of the estate are for burial expenses, cremation um, services. So they get paid. Federal debt is your third one, um, and there's an exemption on that, and most people don't uh, – This it doesn't trigger this because most people that don't have a, um, have a trust uh, or an estate plan don't fall under this, and it's a, uh, about $11,580,000 exemption. So if you have assets over that, if the estate's worth over that, yeah, you're going to pay what they call right, the death tax. And then uh, last illness claim. Uh, any expenses for medical before the person passed away, 
state debt. Uh, Colorado, fortunately, does not ha- does not have an inheritance tax. That's an example of uh, something overlying the fed- federal, like yeah. nationwide, right? So Colorado, we don't have to worry about that. And then there's what's called Medicaid estate recovery. A lot of people, when they're on Medicaid and they're in a facility, they Medicaid picks it up. But when you pass away, Medicaid can come back there. You need to notify the state of Colorado as one of the creditors, and the state can come back and claim – get paid out of the estate for any medical for Medicaid expenses. Gotcha. And then the last people to get uh, to get paid out of an estate are the heirs. Hmm. So it's like a big chocolate chip cookie. Everybody gets a huge bite out of it. And then whatever's left over, goes the, to the, the crumbs goes to the heirs. That's why it's so important to have an estate uh, or so a trust. Do you technically have to have an attorney if you're dealing with you probate? Not. You do not. You do but not. it sounds to me, if you're the heir... Like, you probably want to have an attorney involved in this process, I, even though I you would. have to pay the attorney, right? right? But I think you want as big a bite out of that chocolate chip cookie as possible if you're an heir. Exactly. And it, I mean, if I die and my kids, I have, you know, funds and assets and stuff like that to go to my kids, I want them to get as much as possible exactly. as opposed to the federal government and right. everybody do, else that's do, involved. If you do not have an estate plan or a trust, the, the government is going to be the biggest beneficiary of your estate. And I, tr- you don't want that. No. You want your heirs because yeah. the way I explain it is, you know, mom and dad or grandma or grandpa, they worked their whole lives to get to build up this wealth yeah. and to make it generational. They, you know, their intent was to leave it to their kids or their grandchildren, not to Uncle Sam. So yeah, absolutely, you know that that's how I look at it. So tell me this, and I, this can't be that uncommon of a scenario. What if you're one of the heirs and you don't believe that the personal representative for the estate is handling things the right way? That they're, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, jipping you out of some of the money or uh, just trying to get everything done as quickly as possible and maybe not paying attention to the details. What can they do as an heir to, like... Tattletale on the personal representative. They if you they, they would have to get an attorney. Do you go to the they court. Would, okay. They have to get an attorney, and they would have to contest the, the estate. I'm not like again. I'm not an attorney, so I don't know the details on that. But basically, they can go to the court and plead their case, and then it goes before a judge. In Colorado, most of the time, um, the uh, the probate goes through what's called unsupervised unsupervised probate means the personal representative has full authority to sell or uh, pay bills, do whatever, and it, it just at the final accounting needs to be signed off by, the, by a judge. So a, a ton of great information today, Pete. I've got one more question for you, and then uh, we'll probably wrap it up here in just a couple of minutes. But when someone goes through probate, how private of a process is this, right? Like I, what comes to mind is, uh, you know, like a famous – baseball player, actress, or something like that. Can, can I know the details? Let's talk about Michael Jackson. Can I know the details behind anybody, that probate process? Anybody can go down to the court and file a request. It's five bucks okay. to, to get a copy of the uh, probate. Uh, Which I guess is how all the news it, media exactly. and paparazzi, exactly. if you will, how they it, all get information on right. these processes. Yep. And, okay. then, and then, you know, all the... Um, I don't know the 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 flippers the the people that want to buy the property for pennies on the dollar you know they'll give the off their family $280,000 to pick a number out of the air and the family is distraught they don't know what to do they just want to dump the property yeah. and they'll sell it 
and then a year later or six months later, you see the same property after you know fifty thousand dollars of upgrades are done on the market for five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars that could have been equity to the family. That's very good information. All right. Well, I learned a lot today. Hopefully our audience did as well, Pete. Um, again, if anybody would like to buy or sell a home or maybe you have some questions around probate, keep in mind that Pete is not an attorney, but uh, he does have connections with attorneys that do this kind of work on a daily basis. He can certainly reach out. Uh, the best number to get in touch with Pete Mark at Brokers Guild Real Estate is 720-203-8812. And we've got just a minute here. Did you want to talk about the abs because my understanding is they're doing pretty well. Well, uh, let's let's back up about the abs. The abs actually won a cup a few years back, yep. and there's a very good reason for that. And the reason for that is because the Bruins sent Ray Bork. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> so I am not a huge hockey fan, but I watched a couple of games in the first round, and um, it, and I, I'm a little bit hooked right now, I'll be honest with you. I've been trying to become a hockey fan for years. My wife played hockey when she was younger. She's more into it than I am. I've been trying to get into it, but for some reason, this series is are just watching the abs this time around, and I've watched a little bit of some of the other games as well. It, it's really been very exciting. Well, I, I don't usually watch hockey during the regular season. I watch all the playoff games just because it's a much faster-paced game, and I find it more exciting. So I, I do watch during the playoffs. It's very fast-paced. Half the time I can't figure out where the darn puck is, <laughs> but it is fun to watch. Uh, thank you for joining us on the show today, Pete Mark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You come back another time, we'll talk more. I feel like there's still questions and lot. stuff that we can talk about around probate, but this is a great start, some great information for our listeners out there. Can't wait to share it on, uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn and some of the other social media platforms that are out there, but we'll definitely have you back on the show soon. Again, folks, if you'd like to get in touch with Pete Mark with Brokers Guild Real Estate uh, to talk about buying or selling a home or discuss uh, probate, again, he's not an attorney, but he might be able to help answer some questions for you. Give Pete a call at 720-203-8812. And if you'd like to... um if you'd like to talk with us about refinancing or purchasing a home, give me a call at 303-921-5747. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report here on ESPN Radio 1600. The show airs every Saturday at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. Look forward to talking with you all next week.